Okay. Ready? We'll do a, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do but you gotta do the ands. One and two and three and four. That? Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, nope. here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. So what happened yesterday? So yesterday, I get off tour, and I come in uh, to where my computer is to maybe write the greatest song ever written. Of course. And... uh black screen and so i restart the computer black screen and Mm. then i try to do all the other things that you can do eventually it made a time it made a what's that mac thing oh time capsule or whatever oh the pinwheel of doom no there's this thing where it like backs up your computer oh yeah 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 you you connect it to a hard drive and the yeah it's called a time capsule time machine time machine so the apple time machine so at some point I clicked something which did the time machine thing. And literally the last time I made a time machine backup was like six or seven years ago when I first bought the computer. <laughs> and all of a sudden, dude, I traveled back in time. I Like my icons on my computer, I was like, what the fuck is Steve? Like Steve Jobs was definitely like he still had a full head of hair. When these icons were made. Right. Anyways, I spent all day yesterday upgrading my computer to try to get it back to where I left it before I left on tour. And it took 12 hours. It was awful. You didn't try to call somebody or anything? You just did all this on your own? Oh, no. I eventually called somebody. And I ended up talking to somebody uh, who was filming Life of Pi 2. And uh, they were not helpful. At all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me understand the flow chart here. <clears throat> Your computer fucked up. You used a time machine backup from seven years ago. You spent twelve hours uploading it. You finally called. No, no, no. Technical support. No, no. I I got it. I was at about an hour in. I was back in the seventies on my computer. Like my computer right. was now up and running and it was working. Right. Except it was like OS ten point three or two or whatever it was like right it was like it was like leopard or yeah okay but that's not what it's interesting to me all right you call technical support and you end up talking to someone who's filming life of pi i wasn't talking to someone i was like they were chatting with and they're filming life of pi no two that was a joke because it was like somebody in india that i was dealing with okay I'm like, you called the wrong number, dude. No, eventually, <laughs> I, I guess eventually I did call somebody. I called somebody and was literally on hold for 45 minutes. And in those 45 minutes is at some point during those 45 minutes that I was on hold waiting to talk to somebody is when my, my computer decided to go travel back in time seven years. It scares me because, well, for those of you who don't know, like a lot of the recording Bob and I do, whether it's him making demos and writing songs 
in Austin or if I'm riding with people here in Nashville, the technology keeps getting more and more complicated, especially with like uh, recording software, with plugins. And when you have a problem like that, it can it can eat up days of your time. I mean, I'll have to cancel. I'll have to block two days. I bought a new computer recently and I had to basically transfer all of my plugins over to this new computer. And that took an entire eight-hour day. Oh, yeah. that's So that's what ended up happening with me. It's like all of the programs that I have on my computer I had to re-download. And I had to keep downloading the new OS one at a time. So I went like, you know, yeah. through, and, you know, each of them are like a couple gigs. And like, uh, anyway, this was super boring. I would have been tempted to just buy an entire new computer. Almost. I thought about it all day. In fact, if I could go back in time, if I could go back 24 hours, I would have just bought a new iMac because the one I have, none of the programs that I have, the Adobe and the, logic i can't use any of the newest ones on on the uh, computer because mm. my computer i can't upgrade to the newest os jesus again this is all, all right. super exciting yeah we're really killing it. we're nailing it well <laughs> here's the deal we have an email address bob and clint at gmail.com let's hop into some emails see what happens what do you say let's make this party come to life let's put some color on this uh pe- this gray painting of ours yeah so far it's been real not exciting. I don't know, dude. I think our I think our sort of bland um, <laughs> computer talk might be a highlight of the of the podcast so far. Mm. All right, let's let's see what somebody has to say here. Michael Condit subject is writing a song as a character. He says, "Love you guys. Love the show. Thank you." The latest episode of Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, Revisionist History, is all about the genius of Randy Newman and how he was so brilliant at writing songs in or as a character specifically the album Good Old Boys. Bob, you're so good at this too. Clint, as a prolific songwriter, you must also write many songs in first-person character. However, probably not characters nearly as despicable as the racist Johnny Cutler's or Bob's country club douchebag. Why is that? Why is it that the general audience is so willing to accept and even praise depictions of detestable characters in other art forms, but seem to have such a hard time with music? Fans seem to have difficulty separating a songwriter's character from the songwriter, Particularly a large departure in character. Thanks for the insight, Michael. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any problems separating the narrator from the the songwriter from the narrator in the song. But I mean, that's because it's what I do. So I understand how it works. But I guess if you don't know how it works, I think people, when they hear a song, they just assume everything that the songwriter is saying is true. Especially if it's a if it's really written to where it has this tone where it just feels true, then they think that, well, all this stuff has happened. But for me, I'm making everything up. And and I love Randy Newman because he does tell stories through the eyes of other people. And I've done that the whole time I've written songs as well. It's just a great way to like say some horrible things sometimes. Um, well, and that's that's what it is too. Is and I, I like to think of it less as just a different character, but like it's an unreliable narrator. So, the character in Short People may be prejudiced against short people, or the song Rednecks may be a, a you know a racist. Uh, and I like that Randy Newman does it without a twinkle in his eye. Like he just really, or like we talked about before in Germany before the war about a pedophile killer. He doesn't really like let you in on the joke. He just like lets lays it bare, and I think that people like to sort of engage with that taboo of that shit 
they like to it, it's like going to see a horror movie or riding a roller coaster you're you're able to participate in dark trenches of the mind without it really hurting anybody you right. know what i mean it's an exercise you know what's crazy is i for 20 years i thought short people which i loved was a song mm-hmm. about randy newman hating short people <laughs> right that's the point but it's no the the song's about racism or bigotry like right it's about prejudice and bigotry right it's like you know if you're gonna dislike somebody because of the color of their skin why not dislike somebody because they're like a foot shorter than you it's such a great thing but i mean he has gone through his entire career now telling people that because most people just think it's a song about him hating short people for some reason there's a great uh don henley inducted randy newman into the rock and roll hall of fame a few years ago did you see that by any chance probably it's pretty good and for people who don't know don henley and glenn fry they they did a lot of backup singing for randy newman in the sort of la early eagles days and you know we mentioned the troubadour in the last episode whole culture around the troubadour with linda ronstadt early eagles randy newman all that stuff so Don Henley, who's close to Randy, in- inducted him, and he, and he actually sang backups on Short People, which I believe is on uh, Little Criminals. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, I, I I asked Randy Newman, I asked him myself, I said, you know, is that song about bigotry? Is it about not looking down on everything we're saying? And he said, he just looked at me and said, Don, uh, that song's about short people. <laughs> <laughs> It's just oh about short God. people. But you got to love that first line, man. Because he's like, short people, they ain't no reason. You don't know what he's going to say. And he says, short people have no reason to live. I know, dude. <laughs> I love Randy Newman. Dude, how about Randy Newman just writing the best songs his entire career? If you listen yeah. to his last two albums, they're fantastic. And he wrote Absolutely. Them- in his 60s and 70s. It's crazy. That's my goal. Like, if I can keep writing quality, if I can keep putting out quality music into my 60s and 70s, then I will have achieved success in my life. Because not not many people do. Even the greatest songwriters of all time at some point start putting out shit. Yeah, I mean, Paul Simon did for sure. Um, and Paul McCartney. Yeah, some of his new stuff's cool. He started getting hooked up with that Radiohead producer, Nigel Godrich, and he did some cool... Chaos and Creation in the Backyard's pretty cool, but I guess at this point, that's like 15 years old. I don't know, man. Paul Simon put out a record that was not good, but then the last record he put out, I liked a lot. So I feel like he stumbled for a record and then got back on track again. We just went and took the kid to see Toy Story 4, which, of course, for any of you out there know, you know... Randy Newman does a lot of the songs in those movies. And it's just, even in something like that, it's obviously stuff written for a kid's film. and But even those songs, You Got a Friend in Me and all, it's just beautiful songs, dude. Well, that's a great song. Uh, should we move on to emails? Sure. We've got three from EOB. Okay, um, let's just pick one. Okay, I'm going to pick the middle one. The subject is episodes 34, 35, 36, No Stone Left Unturned. He says, okay, so now I'd like to backtrack a bit, and as I'm perhaps so ruefully want to do, attach a bit of commentary to the episodes I've not yet weighed in on, 34, 35, and 36, as this shit's fun for me, and I hate to let a single precious quip slip through the cracks. And then he writes dot, 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 zip. (laughs) Just getting back from three weeks in Italy, but thanks to the miracles of Nikola Tesla satellite technology and the good old World Wide Web, I was able to enjoy all three episodes in their full, unexpurgated glory 
for my little mountaintop perch. And yeah, despite that wonky phone feed from the road, all three episodes were rock solid. Really impressive. He says, there's a certain growing seamlessness to it all, meaning our podcast, Bob, an almost flawless natural flow to the dialogue and conversation, the discussion and subject matter switching, morphing, and daisy-chaining somewhat effortlessly from one topic to the next. I don't know whether this is an accretion and or benefit of time and experience at work or just a few extra dashes of pre-production planning and special sauce but there's a definite next level quality to it all so anyway whatever it is and for whatever it's worth it's working keep on rocking brothers and i'll see you next week gotta get on down now to the h-e-b yeah the original e-o-b in the hands yeah, uh, well, there's really never any planning about what we're going to talk about. We've never, ever really done that, except for maybe for the Ryan Adams episode. Oh, which, by the way, we could talk about that. And uh, and the Michael Jackson episode. I think for the what, most part... Is there some new Ryan Adams info that's come out? Well, he's... Yes. Are you curious to hear it? Yeah. So, a few weeks... So, he's basically been on social media in radio silence. For those of you who... Let me catch you up real quick. A big New York Times article came out early February... That was half about him being an asshole and a creep to women and promising them a bunch of shit because he was trying to have sex with them. It didn't work out. They came out and said he's a manipulative, possessive jerk. All right. The other half of it was he was allegedly sexting a 14-year-old girl through Instagram. And the FBI unfolded a big investigation and it looked like old Ryan Adams might go to jail. Since then, he's been completely quiet. There's been no official... Uh, follow-up on the FBI investigation. I don't know if it's over, if they quit doing it, if they didn't find anything, he's innocent, maybe they didn't have enough to prosecute. I don't know. No one knows. But his manager, some chick, she put some screenshots recently of a text conversation they were having that looked really bad. And let me find that and read it to you. Um, It basically was him saying, I don't want to heal. I, I'm tired of all this intervention crap. All I want to do is get back to work. You're my manager, and you need to help me get back to work. I'm tired of all this quote-unquote healing crap, and which, is, in my opinion, is pretty fucked up. And uh, she basically quit. And she she published those that text thread, which I don't think was very cool, because obviously that's private. And then she uh, posted a bunch of... Uh, quotes about narcissism so that's kind of something we heard about a month ago and it was kind of like oh shit what's that all about before we move on what do you make of that what do you make of what do you think of him saying that yeah yeah i get it here's what it said here's what it said i found it okay let me just read this real quick he says i don't want my manager making generalizations like you won't do what anyone who loves you wants you to do you're the person who organized all the failed inter all the failed interventions. I want my career back. I want a professional to handle it and I want to work and move on. I'm not interested in this healing crap. I want to plan and I want to work. That's it. And she wrote, okay, I think we're at odds. He wrote, what does that mean? She said, maybe it's time you found a different manager. So that happened about a month ago. And then about four days ago, he basically is back on social media. All right. Well, here's, here's, here's what I have to say about that. Uh, we know he's an, we know we know that he's a bit of a dick or an asshole or whatever. So that's like sounds like something he would say. And here's here's what I know. He's not working. Nobody's coming to see him. 
That manager's not making any money. She doesn't give a fuck about him. She gives a fuck about making 15% of his gross. And so, fuck her. Really, I'm serious. Like, what's she doing uh, well, I think I think even if you're right, let's say let's say she doesn't care about him personally. She cares about the what the nut she's going to make from him touring or him putting his records out or whatever. Yeah, it behooves her to make sure that he handles his reemergence into public life in a way that really works. Because if he fucks that up and appears to have not have any remorse about what happened. That's not a long-term strategy for her as his manager either. Because well, and it's not a good long-term strategy in, in terms of managing other people. They're going to be like, hey, you fucked that last guy that you worked with. I'm not working with you. I thought the same thing, and, and I think that's probably true, and I'm, I'm sure she thought of that, but I think they'll also people also take into consideration that she was working for this guy who it's, it's, we're learning you know, every day that is a really, really insufferable piece of shit to work for. So so basically, he's been in radio silence, which is what you in in the cancel culture of the Me Too, all this the 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 Louis C.K.s. They have to go away for a while, you know, like that's the new thing. You have to go away, and the whatever the amount of time is is sort of arbitrary, and it's really just up to people to figure out what they want to do with it. So he came back, and and it seems like what's happened is his manager quit, or he fired her, and now he doesn't really have anyone. PRing his reemergence. So this reads very much like he just he's got his phone back, he's off the leash, and this is what he's doing. So he wrote this on Instagram and Twitter. I have a lot to say and I'm going to soon because the truth matters. It's what matters most. I know who I am, what I am. It's time people know, past time. All the beauty in a life cannot be reduced to rubble for lies, ignoring truths that destroy all the good in us. Oh my god, dude, that's some serious bullshit. This madness and misunderstanding, there's enough of that in the world. My work was always meant to be a map for the lost. I've tried my best to be open and accountable, not a billboard. Maybe a billboard for being flawed. I've always wanted to help. I'm trying. So soon, because it's time to get back to what I do best. I'm here for the music, for the love, and for making things better. I didn't have an easy life. I lost my brother the day the prisoner tour ended, every night wondering if he would be alive. He was proud of me. My family and my friends were there for that, and so many great fans... It mattered, and that was always for it to oh help. Oh, so my God. Yeah, it gets worse. It gets worse. So let's do that. That will matter. The amends made and things lost in the noise, that should have mattered, too. I want to be part of that healing, to go play and have some great shows and put out these badass records. Oh, I want to be part of that healing when he fucking texts his manager, I'm tired of the healing. Yep, exactly, exactly. Oh, my God. That's, so prob- the last that's probably why she put it out. Did she, did she put that text out after... He put that Twitter thing out? No, no. This is before. Oh, That's okay. why everyone's everyone's really harping on it, too. Oh, okay, okay. The, lastly, to read the last of his big statement, he wrote, Believe women. Believe truth. But never give up on being part of solutions and healing. I've lost friends who have passed away in this time of self-reflection and silence. I can't be like that. There's too much that mattered. Thank you for your kindness and your support and for this time I needed to decide how I could be a part of a better tomorrow for everybody. Sometimes that peace comes from opening yourself up. That's who I want to be. Here's to that. With love and with faith in all of us and all of our best and all of our faults, Ryan Adams. Then he has proceeded to just post like a bunch of videos of cats. Oh my there's God. there's been no follow up, no accountability, no statement, just him saying that. Which to me that are that's the ramblings 
of a total narcissistic madman in complete denial. Dude, that's just some straight up bullshit. Let me get in the kitchen and cook up the biggest batch of bullshit and fucking serve it up hot and steaming to the fucking masses and see who bites. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't think it's going to work for him. Although, I, I will say the response the response has been pretty positive. There's a lot of really dumb fans out there that are like, we've missed you, Ryan. Please, more videos of your cats. And But there are some people out there like you just now going, this is bullshit. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, I thought that fucking article was a straight-up hit piece. Like, yeah, the... So what if he's a dick? So what if he's like using his power to try to get laid? That's what people do. That's why people do everything in the world. He, so basically, he's decided that four months was long enough, and he's going to try to come back out. What do you think about that? I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. I don't care. Do you think it's going to work? It doesn't matter to me at all. If if Ryan Adams wants to put out some music and people want to listen to it, great. And if they don't, great i don't it doesn't matter to me one way or the other he hasn't done anything he hasn't he hasn't done anything horrible the 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 texting with the 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 minor that seems that seems suspect to me i i feel like if he was into underage girls there'd be a thousand underage girls there's not there's one he didn't he never met her he never you know, met her in person. You don't know what somebody's going to, you know, it's sketchy for sure. It's, you know, why are you texting somebody that you don't know? How old? I don't know how old. How old is he? Like, is he in his 40? 40, he's 40. He's 44. 44. Grow up, you know, yeah. Be, become an adult. But uh, ultimately, I don't care. I, d I don't care. It's not like I've ever been a huge Ryan Adams fan. I mean, he's written some songs that I think are pretty good but other than that i mean he he's had way too much success and acclaim for me to be excited about uh his work because i've had so little compared to him and uh and i compare my work to him and the success doesn't add up so you know it's hard for me to get excited about him or his career because of my own self-worth is wrapped up in my career and what I do. So I don't care. It really, I, you know, if he would, I don't care. That's really what it boils down to. Well, I do care. And I was a really big fan and this is all really a bummer for me because I'm, you know, me and all of our listeners know me. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't like to associate myself with the cancel culture movement. Although what's really true about me too, I totally back. I think women have been, manipulated and fucked in the entertainment industry forever and in other industries and I'm glad that the doors are closing on that blah 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 so but this whole like he wasn't away long enough okay I don't I don't know what the, the amount of time it is need, needs to be before people forgive him all I can really do is just listen to what he's saying and try to make my own judgment as an adult and to me this all reads like total bullshit and that's tough for me because it's I've I've tried to listen to his music since this whole thing and it just it really does make it different for me same with Michael Jackson I can't. I haven't really heard a Michael Jackson song and felt good about it well, since watching that documentary. 
Well, I will say this. I was excited when Michael Jackson died because I was like, well, here's one thing for sure. You can't molest children when you're dead. Now, I hadn't seen that documentary, and so I could imagine, like, yeah, maybe these people were making it up. I don't know. One thing's for sure, he's definitely not molesting anybody. So that part is was done. And then when I saw Leaving Neverland, and I, I had no idea how any of it worked, and when, when I saw how it worked and how he was able to do what he did, because it was, it was, I had no idea. And then once it was explained, I was like, oh, so he did all that. So, yeah, I, I can't listen to any of it. Before yeah. I could kind of listen to it and go, well, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. Now, now it's, it's like, over. Well, like I would, I could joke around, a, a, you know, when I heard PYT, Pretty Young Thing, I'm like, uh, that's pretty on the nose, right? But then once you know that he was having sex with kids and it's not funny anymore. I have a song called Mental Problems where I mention Michael Jackson and I and I you know talk about the allegations. I can't play that song anymore. It's not funny. What was the song about we didn't you have a song called Michael Jackson? I have a song where where it's like Michael Jackson is in heaven, he's got stars yeah, that's in his it. eyes. And and the idea is that when you go to heaven and when you die, the th- horrible things that you did don't really matter because you're in heaven now. It's the idea that that everybody plays their part and the world is the way God intended it to be. And some people play the part of horrible people and some people play the part of good people. But then when it's all over, all over and said and done, everybody goes to heaven and and uh, Hitler is there and Jesus is there and Stalin's there and Ted Bundy's there and and. Uh, you know, you believe all these people are in heaven. I believe that everybody plays the part that they're assigned in life, and some people play these horrible people. Now, uh, yeah, and I think I think at the end of the day, we're all, you know, maybe we all play those parts at some point. I don't know. I don't know anything. I nobody knows. You know, anybody that says they know, they're lying, or or they're. I don't think they know. I mean, they might think they know, but they don't. But what makes sense to me is that we're born here, and uh, we we don't live long enough to to know everything. Yeah, I mean, I I'm learning. I've learned a lot in you know the time I've been on the planet, but I've only been here for fifty three years. And uh, yeah, but there is cumulative knowledge of human beings all every human being that's lived there's a knowledge base that we're creating and that we have access to beyond our personal experience of 80 to 100 years yeah but 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 if you weren't if you weren't touched as a child and you were sexually molested or i don't know you just became this or you were just born with a personality where you just couldn't imagine what it might be like to be somebody else or you're a psychopath or whatever you're however you're born I don't think Hitler chose to be Hitler. I don't think Ryan Adams chose to be Ryan Adams. I I mean, maybe they did before they were born, but once they were born, their fate was sealed. Your fate is sealed. My fate is sealed. I mean, we think we have this ability to make decisions, um, but I don't think it's true. I mean, I, every decision I make is the only decision I could have ever made. 
We know what's so fascinating about this is you and I completely align on what you just said, but we get there in such different ways. Uh, because I, I believe in that too. There's a, a really great book by Sam Harris called Free Will that, in my opinion, will it, it solves the... It ends the debate on <clears throat> whether or not we have free will or not. I don't believe we have any, and I, I think what you're saying is true. I don't think we decided who we could be before time. I don't think God has anything to do with it. I don't think there is a God, and you know, I think consequences are consequences. But it's weird because the conclu- you come to that conclusion, but we still have to live in a world where people are held accountable for what they do, Abs- even though they absolutely even though they ne- even though they never could have done anything different than what they did. Dude, I was having a conversation with a guy who was telling me, "Yeah, we don't have free will," and he was using that idea to do some shit, like to no. you know to do some fuck fucked up shit. I'm like. Dude, you can't just use that idea to do some fucked up shit because you have to pay the fucking piper. And the one thing and he that, will. And the one thing that I've learned in life is that even if you get away with something, whatever it is, whatever mischievous deeds you want to try to get away with, you don't get away with them. Yeah. Because you know what you've done. Karma is real. It lives inside of you because Unless you're a sociopath or a psychopath, which there are, there are social, th- those people exist as well. But if you're a, a human being with a conscience, you can't get away with anything. Right. And I agree. Like, you know, just because somebody doesn't have free will doesn't mean don't kill Hitler. Kill Hitler. Fuck Hitler. Hitler needs to be killed. And all the other motherfuckers that were involved with him, kill them, hang them, fuck them up. But at the end of the day, they're all in heaven. (laughs) They are. Because they're they're playing a part. They're playing a part that's been assigned to them. In my my particular worldview, I think it's a shame that there's no God or Satan or hell, because I I think death for them is, is, uh, is too little. No, that's not true. It's like the guy who broke my window. It's like that guy who broke my sprinter window. Hitler that is guy's, not like that the guy, guy who broke not, your window. That guy is already in a lot of pain. Like he's in more pain than any sort of anger or ill will I can have towards him. You think Hitler, whatever Hitler's psychological trauma was, is his parents beat him up or he was whatever, he, he was a ficophiliac or what? he was mentally unwell and a drug addict, which he was. That that he's not that doesn't cross out what he did and the harm he caused. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that people should not be held accountable for what they do. You should definitely be held accountable. Michael Jackson should be held accountable for what he did. But but dying but dying isn't being held accountable. You know, I'm not. Ta- I think, I'm, I'm I'm not talking about him dying. I'm talking about I'm talking about like his legacy. Like fuck his legacy. Like I don't think I don't think his legacy is going to suffer that much. I think a lot of people are still going to listen to his music. Well, I don't think that's right. I think he he got away with it. I mean, and so did Bill Cosby. No, that's not true. They lived their whole lives hurting people, and they got away with it. Well, they got away with it while they were alive, for sure. Yeah, and now they get to die and go to heaven, according to you. So they definitely fucking got away with it. Yeah, they did. I think it's a shame that there isn't a hell for these people to go suffer in. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, you say they got away with it, but I don't think that they got away with it. Unless, I I just don't, I don't think Michael Jackson, I don't think Michael Jackson 
I don't think you have an anesthesiologist come to your house and fucking put you to sleep every night if you're if you're have a clean conscience. I don't think he was very happy, and I don't think Bill Cosby was probably yeah, I mean, very happy no, either. Of course, I think, I think tor- those people tortured were, individuals. For they're sure. tortured individuals, but they walked free and they were destroying lives. But what's so? What's, you, but what does walking free mean? They were the, the guy, not in jail. Okay. I, I agree. I agree that they didn't go to jail. I'm just saying I don't think they were very happy. Yeah. Well, no one's happy. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm as happy as I can be, because I'm not. There's. I. I don't. I'm not hiding anything from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I think that's true about you, and I've. I've found that inspiring about the way you live your life. You're also not raping kids that I know of, which is good. I put that in the positive column for you. <laughs> Good God. <clears throat> hey, we're out of time. We got to split. Uh, okay. Listen, go leave the positive review. Uh, go tell your buddy. If you have socials, if you're on Instagram, go let your buddies know about what's going on with I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. Bob's other podcast is called The Song Club. It's wonderful. If you become a patron over there, you get all these demos and extra songs in your in your mailbox every, was it every week or once a month? Uh, you get eight songs uh, every month. Rain or shine. Wow. Usually, usually it's more, but it's 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 at least eight every month. It's a good deal. Uh, you can go to listen to Metal Up Your Podcast if you like Metallica or music conversation in general. I co-host that with my friend Ethan, and uh, you can write into us always, Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. And now we will let all you babies go by saying peace, peace. <laughs>